Welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. It's another edition of Monday Mayhem coming at you right now. Sam, you're back in the studio. Uh, thanks for uh, you know, thanks for coming back after you took Friday off. You know, I'm glad you able to get some rest and recovery away from the podcast. It's okay, but we're glad you're back here on Monday. Okay, first of all, it was not a day off. I was busy doing stuff. I'm sure you have stuff due for your classes. So it wasn't like I wasn't doing an absolute single thing, just just, just for the record. All right, we'll give you a pass on that one. And this week is a busy week for us, Sam. Obviously, finals week. I uh, got a lot of tests to get, to get done this week, but also Ball State playing for the MAC championship. Sam, we're at the game on Saturday. If you have not seen the final play of the Ball State Western Michigan game by now. I'm questioning your college football sports fandomship uh, because it was an absolute thriller of a finish. I'm pretty sure the whole universe has seen that play at this point. Um, we were there, we experienced it in person, and it was just mass chaos there at the end. Uh, but what a game! What a game to attend in person there, Ball State beating Western Michigan. That was just a heck of a game there. Aaron Muncy. Yeah. yeah, highlight of my life, but I, I I don't think our words can really do it justice. You just have to watch it essentially because I I don't think anything you or I could say could be just just sum up what happened Saturday. And I'm super glad I got to see it in person. I mean, you have a field goal kicker who missed two extra points during the day um, and comes out on the same side where he missed both extra points. It makes a game-winning field goal um, with about 30 seconds left on the clock. And, uh, yeah, that was just, like you said, I mean, you had to experience it in person because, I mean, from where we were sitting, we were sitting in the end zone. And, uh, and from where we were sitting, the play was coming our way. So Western Michigan's end zone was right in front of us. And as we watched that play develop, when Ball State stormed the field, everyone just thought it was over because they thought Ball State recovered and then, Somehow this dude is running with the football, and he scores. He scored right in front of us. And uh, I'll never forget the Western Michigan photographer turning around and, and started talking crap to us about how Western Michigan was the greatest and that they're going to the MAC championship. Then they sort it all out, and uh, they get an illegal forward pass on Western Michigan game over, uh, which, was, which was absolutely a ridiculous ending. Um, and then watching those players, I mean, the, their tunnel was right by us. Watching those players come off the field was just a surreal experience as well. Yeah, and then not to mention I watched it back. The the so-called forward pass was a lot closer than I, I even expected. I expected it to be a lot uh, further away, but it, it was super close. It was within a few yards of being an actual backward pass, so – we're super lucky to be in the position we are right now, but hey, hey, it ha it happened, and yeah, we're moving to the MAC championship. I know I I've probably watched that play over on Twitter probably about ten times since uh, since Saturday, and yeah, watch it. You don't notice the illegal forward pass at first. At first, it looks like a uh, you know just a regular lateral, but looked like his foot was like barely on the line of scrimmage, uh, and that ball went forward. So. Uh, yeah, it, it was a great game to attend, and, and Ball State will be will meet Buffalo um, Friday in Detroit Ford Field for the MAC championship game, first time since 2008, and uh, winning season, and they are guaranteed a bowl a bowl bid. So going into Saturday's game, we weren't sure, 
what the committee and everything would do with these group of five teams who do have winning records, but maybe not might not be playing for a MAC championship because seven or eight bowls have been canceled. But uh, Ball State now guaranteed one of the two MAC bids into a bowl game this year. Okay, I'll take it. We haven't been to a bowl game since like 2013, 2014. It's been un- quite uh, enough time. We we should have gone to a gone to a bowl game last year, but I, I'm just glad we get the opportunity, even if we can't beat Buffalo, that we get to go to a bowl game. Yeah, uh, for sure. There wasn't too many exciting games in college football this weekend. I, I, obviously, LSU beating Florida was huge. Uh, didn't really uh, mess up any implications for the SEC championship game. We'll get into these championship games uh, on Friday and weekend prep. Uh, but real quick, just a preview of Northwestern takes on Ohio State Saturday at noon for the Big Ten title. Louisiana takes on Coastal Carolina in the Sun Belt uh, Saturday at 3.30. Clemson takes on Notre Dame in the rematch, the ACC championship game Saturday at 4 p.m. And Alabama takes on Florida in the SEC championship game Saturday at 8 um, and then I'll, I'll throw in the American and uh, other group of five conferences as the week goes on. But uh, it was uh, it's going to be an exciting weekend for college football. Uh, but, Sam, I want to ask you this real quick. So college football teams who are not playing in, in the uh, playing for a championship, this is definitely happening in the SEC, ACC and Big Ten, I believe. They're playing a crossover game. So they're going to, to play another team, an extra game. It normally doesn't happen. It's normally just a conference. Uh, championships that day I kind of like this idea I mean obviously IU and Purdue had the opportunity to reschedule uh, for the crossover game um, I kind of like this this uh, idea of all the teams playing on this conference championship weekend I mean I don't mind it it's more football in in this uh, especially since we've lost so many games not just uh, not just do the shortened schedule before the season, but due to cancellations and whatnot, gives us more games to watch, gives us more excitement, uh, gives us more teams that are on somewhat equal footing because you got the Iowa or the Iowa. You you yeah, you just got you just got teams that can play each other that aren't necessarily to a championship level, but an equal fitting, which should provide some really good college football. Yeah, it will for sure. Um, and I'm excited to watch it. Uh, IU and Purdue, Old Oak and Bucket game, Friday at 7.30. Uh, Sam, the Colts, uh, we'll switch over to the NFL. It was, ex- it was an exciting weekend in the NFL. It really was some, a lot of great games. And there was a lot of uh, games that started out as blowouts that came back to be close uh, and, and things of that nature. We'll start with the hometown team, the Colts. They needed this win. They, they really did. If, if they lost, I think it would bump them out of the AFC playoff picture the Raiders would take that tiebreaker and move into the wild card spot. They win, and Miami loses. So now the Colts are actually in sixth, thanks to the Dolphins losing to the Chiefs. Um, the Colts are, you know, they're trying to hold on to that wild card spot, but now they're in nine wins. A really, really impressive offensive performance, one that we haven't seen really since the Detroit game against a really good Raiders team, a team that, that started out the season very well. They obviously took down the Chiefs. Uh, and they're a very good team, and the Colts went in there and gave them an offensive clinic. Yeah, I would also say the defense came up with a few huge plays. You got Kenny Moore in the end zone with his uh, just uh, 
I don't even know how to describe just amazing pick. You've got Kari Willis coming through the pick six. They forced a lot of field goals in the red zone. It was just an overall great game from the offensive side of the ball. Defensive side of the ball, you still let 27 points, but when you needed to, the defense came up, came and made some big plays, which has to be a positive sign. Jonathan Taylor looked phenomenal. T.Y. Hilton has slowly – been emerging back in this offense like the true number one like he is yeah it was just a great balanced effort by the Colts all around it was I mean obviously you had the run game uh Jonathan Taylor was 62 yard touchdown run and uh I thought the run game was 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 a highlight uh but you know the Colts ability to take shots down the field as well um and just really run up the points the Colts teams are normally a team that plays close games obviously last week with the Texans uh, almost uh, the Texans kind of handed that game away there at the last second. But the Colts normally play these close, tight games, uh, but they were able to go in and, re- and really blow out the Raiders. It's a big road win. It was their longest road trip of the season. Now the Colts, they're not going to win their division unless the Titans just fall apart. So the Titans have one division game left, and that's against the Texans. They're currently 3-1 and one in division, I believe, and um, are 4-1. and one. One of the two, four and one, yeah, four and one in the division, uh, with one game left. That's the Texans. The Colts have already beat the Texans once. The Colts play the Texans next week. The Colts need to beat the Texans. The Titans need to lose to the Texans, and the Colts also need to beat the Jags. That would win the division for the Colts, I believe, uh, because the Titans lost to the Texans and the. We beat and the Colts beat the Texans twice. I believe that will win the division for the Colts. Most likely not going to happen, but a wild card spot is okay here, Sam. You're going to have the potential to go uh, all the way up to fifth by the time it's all said and done. I mean, it just depends on where you really want yourself because whether they win the division or not, they're going to be playing wild card weekend at this point. When you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, are way far off with 12 wins, and it doesn't look like we'll be catching them at all. So when you when you look at what um, is in front of them, it's do you want to do you want to play the Browns or do you want to play the Bills? I think it's just all about figuring out playoff positioning. Obviously, you want a division title, but I I I think it comes down to who do we truly want to play come playoff time. Yeah, it, it will, and it'll come down a lot to the play of the Browns, uh, like you kind of hinted to there, because at nine and three, they kind of control their own destiny. Um, they can still win the division against Pittsburgh, uh, but that would, again, take a lot for them to do. Um, so you're going to be kind of battling the Browns. Where do the Browns end up? Where do you end up? Uh, it's all going to uh, come down to these last couple of weeks. But the Colts, with, with everything in front of them right here, Sam, I think it's going to be really exciting uh, to watch this Colts team. I mean, you're 9-4 nine and, nine and four at this point in the season. And, and I think if you told me that the Colts would be 9-4 and four at this point in the season with – uh, a win over the Titans, um, the uh, Packers, and the Raiders, I would say, okay, I'll take that and, and move on about my day um, and be pretty happy with that, would you not? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, 
But what's going to make me even happier is if we can get a win come playoff time because I think that's where Phil's known most to struggle is come, come playoff time. Like he could get all the wins he wants with the Chargers and once not in the regular season. But when, when it comes to playoff time, whether it's losing to the Patriots when they had Tom Brady or whatnot, he just doesn't really come to perform. So I'm more excited not only if we can get into the playoffs because we haven't obviously clinched a playoff berth yet, but it's looking like we have a solid case to uh, if, if he can show up in three, four weeks from now and get us a win. Yeah, for sure. Um, with three games, I mean, you like to see him go 12-4, and four, uh, finish the season there. Uh, even 11 wins, I think, would be a really good accomplishment. Coming into the season, I thought the Colts were around there 10-6, and 9-7. and seven. So uh, as long as the wheels don't fall off the bus here in these last few weeks, you're going to be set up for success. And like you mentioned, the ever-talked-about uh, uh, ever playoffs, um, will the Colts be able to do any damage there? That's yet to be seen. Uh, moving uh, along here in this NFL conversation, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, they, they take down Taysom Hill and the Saints. It's obvious for the Eagles to, to start Jalen Hurts from here on out, right, Sam? I mean, now Doug Peterson has an excuse, too. He, he took down the number one team in the NFC. Um, and I think the Eagles uh, are going to go with Jalen Hurts the rest of the season, and Carson Wentz will be finding his way out of uh, Lincoln Financial Field here uh, come week uh, 17. I mean, it makes sense, not only from what Jalen Hurts was able to do, but how they were able to get Miles Sanders involved. Carson Wentz has just not been able to find a balance between him throwing 50 times and him getting Miles Sanders involved, and that's the downfall of the Eagles. Miles Sanders is a real, really good um, offensive uh, uh, centerpiece that they need to build around. Jalen Hurts did a real nice job of getting him involved. 14 carries, 152 yards, and two touchdowns as well. Jalen Hurts had 18 carries, 106 yards. So moving forward, I think I think Jalen Hurts is clearly, as you mentioned, the, the smarter option for them to move forward. If they want to even sniff the playoffs um, and get the divisional title, which is their only hope at this point, but, yeah, I think Jalen Hurts is a smart choice. We saw it on Sunday, and I think everybody's thinking that at this point. Ryan Clark said, I, I saw it on ESPN this morning, he said that it was, it was uh, the Eagles won not because Jalen Hurts was the quarterback, but because Carson Wentz was not the quarterback. And, and I agree with that. I think there was some kind of maybe some pressure that was relieved. Everybody played a little bit better when Carson Wentz wasn't there. Um, and to be, you know, to be honest, Doug Peterson is 11-2 and two with the Eagles without Carson Wentz. That's pretty impressive. So uh, to say it's Carson Wentz's fault for their downfalls, maybe. But to say Jalen Hurts is the reason for the success, success, I don't think so. I think he just brought some new energy, maybe a different kind of rhythm um, to that offense. I think Doug Peterson's offense catered a little bit more to Jalen Hurts um, you know, based on what we saw on, on Sunday. Yeah, I do. I do too. But I also think we need to uh, give him more weeks because let's be honest, the Saints didn't have a whole lot to go for to prepare on. Yes, they had that sort of second or it was like third quarter, fourth quarter with the Seahawks, but that wasn't really planned. And this was the first actual game that was planned. But again, the Saints didn't have much footage to go off of besides his college day so I want to see moving forward how the Cardinals Cowboys and uh, their last games against Washington how he plays against them because I think that will determine 
if he's actually a viable quarterback because he did an excellent job filling in. But I want to see how he what he does with this offense if it, if it was just not a fluke. Yeah, the Eagles will essentially need to win out to make the playoffs. Every uh, NFC team, with maybe the exception of the Washington football team, is going to need to win out to make the playoffs. Dallas, Philadelphia, and the Giants are all still in it. Washington's leading the division right now at 6-7. and seven. They got a big win, and I mean a big win, this weekend over the 49ers. Sam, they were one of your locks of the week. This defense of Washington, if they can get their offense figured out, uh, you know, maybe by next season, this defense of, of Washington is very, very good. And, and really, when you, when you talk about some of the top defenses in the league, you have to put them in the conversation. Just what, uh, what – um, Chase, uh, Chase Young, uh, trying to find his name there. Chase Young and, and Montez Sweat has done. This season has just been unreal, and this team is, is very, very good on the defensive side of the ball. No doubt, and I think you have to bring up Ron Rivera in the coaching uh, coach of the year conversation for what he's done with. Just, I think they've had like three or four starting quarterbacks at this point. Sitting at six and seven, you have to be really pleased if you're a Washington football fan. And it's not only that – uh, one of the, their problems on offense is that they were without their uh, kind of uh, young stud in Antonio Gibson, who's dealing with the turf toe injury. So that definitely hurt them in the game. But, yeah, I think as long as they can uh, figure out their offense moving forward, they should be in a good place. They have the Seahawks, Panthers, and Eagles. So not not a uh, easier ring schedule by any means, but – like I said, I I think for me, Washington football team is the team to beat, uh, team that's going to win this division out of all four teams. They started two and seven. They've won four straight. Now they're six and seven with everything in front of them. Uh, like you mentioned, Sam, I, I like them to win this division uh, in the NFC East and, you know, really from here on out, continue to build that team. Because they're, I mean, in, in reality, they're two, three, four pieces away from being a, uh, playoff, you know, juggernaut in, in a team that when you get to the playoffs, you worry about. Uh, I really do believe that. They got the coach. They got the defense. Can they get the offense? It's going to be interesting to find out over these next few uh, off seasons. Yeah, no doubt. I, th- I think if they can get the quarterback that can stay healthy, that can uh, play a full season and can lead them in the right direction, I, I don't think it would be any surprise to see them moving forward in the right direction, possibly a 500 team moving forward for the next foreseeable future. But yeah, like you said, a couple, couple more weapons, a couple more uh, talents on uh, the offensive side of the ball. I think this team is going to be uh, somewhat difficult moving forward. Sam, I did learn one. I, I, I didn't really learn this this weekend. It was more of a reminder to me. I will never bet against the Buffalo Bills for the rest of the season. Okay. You can mark Why it right is that? Now. I will never bet against them. Why is that? I, I, any, I mean, I don't think I had bet against them up to this point in the season. Sunday night, I was high on the Steelers to come in there and get a redemption win. They did not. I, I, I won't bet against the Bills for the rest of the season. Um, they're just a very good football team. I've bet on them for a majority of the season, and they did well for me. They – um, they're one of the best teams against the spread this season, but I will not bet against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills uh, for the rest of the season. They are a very, very good football team. I mean, you probably shouldn't. I'm uh, looking at their schedule right now. They've got the Broncos, who even though I love, I don't think they'll get a uh, win against the Bills. You've got the Patriots and then the Dolphins. So 
Outside of the Dolphins, I mean, who even has a shot there realistically? Yeah, uh, quite honestly. And, and the Dolphins in that game will have a lot to play for, uh, potentially trying to slide into the playoffs there. So this, this Buffalo team, though, and, and a lot of people, this has kind of been the buzz in the media um, the last couple of days, especially after last night's win, is the, the Buffalo Bills are the new Pittsburgh Steelers from about 10 years ago. Um, they've got a young quarterback who's somewhat mobile in Josh Allen. They've got a young head coach. Uh, Colin Cow- Cowherd said it last night that he thinks this Buffalo Bills team is the new Pittsburgh Steelers of six, seven, eight years ago. And I'm kind of buying in because this team is very good. They have a very good defense, and they have an offense that complements it. I Yeah, I, I don't really uh, listen to Colin Coward like that. But, uh, like, I, 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 do, I do think that this team is one to be reckoned with, even despite their three wins are probably going to end at the third or uh, second spot moving into the playoffs. This team is not a team you want to play in the playoffs, whether you're the Chiefs, you're the Steelers, or any of the wildcard teams that are going to ultimately have to play the uh, Buffalo Bills. So, yeah, it's, it's it's a really good team, whether it's Josh Allen on the offensive side. Well, he had kind of a, um, I would say, subpar Josh Allen day from um, my perspective. But, yeah, this team moving forward is not a team you want to wreck you want to reckon with no they're not and, and they're peaking at the right time uh they're, they're playing really really well this season i'm excited to watch them for the rest of the season uh the bucks pick a much pick up a much needed win over the vikings are now eight and five after they lost two straight they're trying to hang on for an nfc playoff berth um i, I really thought the vikings had to go into tampa and win um it was my mistake i picked the vikings to cover six and a half uh, that was my mistake, betting on Tom Brady coming off of a bye week uh, after losing two straight. Um, but uh, the Bucks really looked impressive on Sunday, I thought. The, the Vikings tried to hang around, but they ultimately finished them off in the end, and, and I, was, I was impressed by the Buccaneers this weekend. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was looking like the Vikings to start out with had the momentum was the better team, but – so, somewhere in that second quarter, the Bucks just turned around, put on like some like 14 straight in the uh, first half with up 17-6 and just took it from there. Tom Brady had a solid day. The defense had a solid day, really keeping Kirk Cousins um, under wraps, not letting Justin Jefferson um, have a monster day. Him and Thielen combined for 78 yards on uh, seven catches for the day, which is what you really want to see because – that that's the that's the key for this Vikings offense moving forward is not only getting Dalvin Cook in but also establishing Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. So yeah, Buccaneers solid performance all all the way around. Yeah, it really was, um, and uh, they're they're looking good with a very favorable schedule for the rest of the season at Falcons at Detroit, home for the Falcons. So. Uh, very favorable schedule for them, Sam. Uh, what team were you most impressed by this weekend? I want to get your thoughts on this. There was uh, teams that needed wins that got them. There was teams that needed wins and didn't get them. But what team, uh, if you had to pick one from the weekend, what was the one that you were most impressed by uh, from this weekend? I mean, I'm impressed by the the Broncos getting it done against the the Panthers. Like, not a lot of people are high on them, and I understand they have a uh, – they. They aren't going to make the playoffs this year, but I think they're really building in the right direction. I think they're really shocking some people. Drew Locke had a phenomenal day, four touchdowns, really showing himself. 
KJ Hamler stepping up when they needed to. Like it was just a great performance by the the Broncos all the way around. I think it's they're starting to show people, despite their five and eight record, that hey, they're only one to two more uh, pieces that they can actually be somewhat scary in the AFC West. Yeah, I, I agree with that. They they were um, looked impressive. I thought the Panthers had to go in there and win. It was at home. Um, I, I was disappointed in the Panthers, but yeah, the Broncos look good and. And Drew Locke is a very good quarterback. Uh, you've been high on him all season, Sam, but he's a very good quarterback who uh, needs a few more weapons and he needs a defense, really, uh, mm. because that's what almost let the Panthers back into that game. So, um, yeah, I was, I was impressed by the Broncos this weekend. Uh, but for me, uh, my most impressive team, I would have to say, is the Buffalo Bills. I, I talked about them earlier. Um, I just thought they – they had a lot to, to play for going in at home, hosting the Steelers, who were undefeated and lost last week. They were trying to avenge that loss. I just thought they went in. They, they, they uh, you know, didn't uh, blow out the Steelers by any means. But, um, you know, in, in a game where it would be difficult to win, they got it done. This is a team that, that is, you know, continued to get better over the last couple of weeks. That was my most impressive team um, this last week, Sam. Yeah, I mean, you can't really argue with it. Uh, Steelers, uh, Juju dancing on the, the logo before the game, as he normally does. He just needs to stop with that. Yeah, Bill see, so, so when the Steelers were winning, they were 11-0. He did that every away game, but nobody mentioned it. Why? Because they were winning. It doesn't matter what you do as a team when you're winning. Once they lose, they picked it up last week. Uh, and then this week he was dancing on the opposing team's logo. They picked it up. Oh, they lost. Well, he needs to quit that. That's the reason they're losing. It's not the reason they're losing, but, yes, it's well noticed now. It, it's not the reason why they're losing, but it's just a distraction at this point. Let's be honest. The, the whole TikTok thing before and after the games, it's, it's just a distraction. It's, it's unneeded. You, if, if you really want to show out, show out on the field, and that's what you have to do. That's what they did when they went 11-0 and before these past two weeks. So I, I just think what, they, what they're what they doing is just stupid. Honestly, just show out on the field, show what you can do, um, and just just let people know by the result that happens on the field. Yeah, No one cares what you're doing until you start losing. Then they start to question your ways. Um, Sam, I want to give a congratulations to the Bears fans. On uh, Sunday, they got and they got to witness what they've been waiting for all season in offense. They played phenomenally on the offensive side of the ball this Sunday. So just congratulations to those Bears fans who's been looking for that all season. They scored the most points they've ever scored in a game this season, and they blew out the Houston Texans. Congratulations, Bears fans. You stinked up to this point, but your offense looked great on Sunday. I mean, I'm just glad I didn't have to suffer through another terrible uh, wa uh, watching another terrible Bears offense game, to be honest. Like, it's been, what, uh, 10 weeks of just watching Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky struggle up to this point, and then they finally get it together. They finally get it through. I'm not sure if this was just a bad game by the Texans or a a just a sign of things to come for the Bears. You've got the Vikings, Jaguars, and Packers coming up. But hey, if the Bears can find an offense, I'll be more than glad to to watch them come Sundays. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, what they uh, 
where their offense goes from here. Obviously, Trubisky started the last three games, has, has had 267 passing yards, exactly 267 the last two games, kind of a, a weird stat of the day. But, uh, yeah, it, it was an impressive win for the Bears. Sam, you got anything else you want to add to this NFL weekend before we get out of here on uh, Monday Mayhem? Uh, it's not NFL, but West Virginia number eight in the, the AP poll coming through on the college basketball side got a big double-digit win against a then-ranked uh, Richmond team. So uh, I'm rocking with the West Virginia basketball team, if you don't know, if you haven't been listening to this podcast. And, yeah, they just keep doing their things. Top ten, baby. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to start getting into some college uh, basketball conversation once this college football season kind of trickles out here after next weekend, we're going to insert that college basketball conversation. Conference play is about to start kicking up. Um, so it's going to be fun and exciting to watch college basketball. I know I'm ready for the season. Uh, but, yeah, congratulations to West Virginia. They, they look solid so far this season, Sam. All right, Sam, we'll talk to you on Friday for some weekend prep. Okay, sounds good. All right, uh, thanks for joining us as always. Thanks for listening. Straight Up Sports Talk on Twitter. Follow us there. Um, and just let us know uh, what you want to hear from our podcast. We'll always uh, be there to uh, hear your suggestions as well. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, come back on Friday. We'll, uh, we'll talk some weekend prep. Going to preview all the conference championship games and get you set for those. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you later in the week.